Maxie, LA women are in the house. Lads, thank you so much for joining us. How's it going? Yeah, good. Good, 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 good man. Real good. Nice, beautiful day in Brooklyn. I was going to say, all the way from New Zealand, it's um, it's uh, it's a rarity for us to sort of have a have our cross Tasman uh, friends on the show. But uh, look, we'll we'll kick things off how we always do, and we like to jump into your playlists and and suss out what's been spinning lately. Before we get to that, we've got some some red hot hat game. Is that bucket hat at the back? Is that a is that a four XP bucket hat, or is am I just like sort of not getting the full picture? <laughs> no, nah, it's just the yellow bucket hat. <laughs> oh, not a four X. Repping four X over in New Zealand. That's it's a brave move. <laughs> what is our latest ones on our playlist? These oh. are all our own songs. <laughs> well, I guess personally, like I've been listening yeah, to a bunch listening? of like um, Harry Styles. I've been into his music at the moment. Um, um, this is latest album. Um, yeah, man, Harry Styles is dope. Um, have you been listening? Uh, I discovered this like artist the other day, like Heather, and the song's called Sex Whack, and it's fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sex Wax by Heather? Yeah. Okay, all right. We'll have to give that a spin. We'll have to give that a shout yeah. out. Mm. It's pretty dope. I've been jamming Channel Trez. Ooh, good call. That song Top Down is a tune. <laughs> the Sam's only just uh discovered the, the Harry Styles sound as well. So yeah. I got a I got a Snapchat from Sam last night being like, Harry Styles is fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome. welcome to the bandwagon, Sam. I just look Spacey I, Jane, which is an Aussie actor. Yeah, Spacey Jane, yeah. cool. She yeah. Yeah. Love There's those guys. Gangbusters over here. It's ridiculous. I was, just, but... <laughs> I was spinning them hard on the weekend. Yeah, I think they just. I might be wrong, but I think they just got Triple J album of the year. Oh, great. Correct, Sambo. On their debut. Oh, geez, my research is good, Maxi. But um, <laughs> like, I just want to back myself up here on the the pop music element because I feel like I have no culture now that it sounds like I've only just discovered Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say you just discovered it, but I think it's when you like really started spinning it. Like you were like, "This is yeah. good shit." Yeah. I was going hard on Sean Mendes last night. That sounds weird out of context. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, hey, well, whatever you've got to do, bro. Well, let's get back to you guys. Uh, let's chat LA Women. So, for those, you know, for our listeners who may not know, you guys uh, go all the way back to, you know, school days uh, over in NZ. And we love sort of hearing about how bands came together and what was sort of their, you know, pivotal moments. Was there ever like a, a you know, a new metal or a punk rock phase, maybe a Blink 182 cover band that was you know, pre oh. LA Women? You yeah, pretty much named them all. No, I mean, we all kind of came together quite early, eh, with that um, whole music thing, especially because we, in New Zealand, there's like, yeah, there's like a whole bunch of like school bands and stuff like that, and they have like cool competitions over here, so we all went through that, but with the whole LA Women Project, that wasn't till kind of after high school, eh, we were like, what are we going to do? Like, we've, yeah. we've played metal, we've <laughs> um, pop punk. done pop punk, <laughs> and all that stuff, and then, yeah, we kind of just went on a bit of a Woman dropped Hurricane Love, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> it came together pretty quickly, yeah. yeah. Like, um, yeah, we we won. We didn't win. We kind of got this like best song 
um, in this thing called Rock Quest that they do over here. It's like for all the high school bands that kind of want to get a name for themselves when they leave high school. And we won like the studio time up in Auckland to record a song and we'd never really like been to like a proper studio before. Um, and we recorded Hurricane Love and then basically just put it out on our own accord with like no labels or anything. No one really knew who we were because we're from such a small town. And um, it kind of just went from there, eh? Like we, we lived at, still lived in Masterton for a little while after that until we kind of, well, I made the decision to move to Auckland to kind of pursue it a little bit more as a career. But um, Fair enough. Yeah, it kind of just, it all all fell off the back of that one song, basically. <laughs> we'll still say, like how we got management and it's like, one of those stories eh? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of musicians hate people like you guys for that reason because they're, they're writing 100 songs and then you guys just write one and it's gangbusters from there but I want to I want to circle back very quickly because you said you've done pop punk but you also said you've done metal yeah how how heavy did that metal go yeah we, we did like screaming and stuff like a little bit of that Went through a big metal phase. We, we we did the screamo thing in front of our whole school, like when we were like fifteen, yeah. and the school was yeah, you know. It didn't go down very well. No, I don't think people really liked us that much. Yeah. We were still like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are we talking like NZ's Amity, or or what are we what are we talking about here? Was it? Was it- we were big into like Slipknot and yeah, yes, like, <laughs> like Escape the Fate, like more like emo like bands, emo bands yeah. as well. Um, mm. had long hair and, and like, yeah, I mean, we that. you can see the emo reflected in the in the in the LA women's sound as well. Like, you kind of hear those like emo y sort of tones coming through, yeah, so that no, makes 100%. sense. Like, and we still like love that kind of stuff. Like, every now and then it's fun to like reflect back and be like, man, this stuff was. <laughs> so like of the time but like so many people were going back to it yeah like, now it's whole, like, like coming back into like, nowadays stuff and... the raps and everything yeah, like, yeah. using melodies from yeah punk, you know, punk and emo music yeah. and um it's cool to see because it's like a big circle <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait till we see like a little bit of that that slipknot coming through yeah i don't know we'll go <laughs> Uh, LA women just do the masks. Yeah. <laughs> now we, I had the fringe and everything, bro. I was like, oh, you know? sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's got to be some incriminating photos out there somewhere. Oh, and uh, um, they get sent on my like flat yeah. group chat like every now and then. I eh? yeah. do not bring this back up. You just got a picture all time low. Time low. Oh yeah. Real. Oh. That's fucking sick. I'm so excited to see that shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, let's move forward with with the new track. It's Daydreams. Uh, it's it's got a lot of swagger to it. You know, it's like a bit of a, a bit of a party, um, especially when you sort of separate it out from Hurricane Love or tracks like like Conscious and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, it's probably a bit of a cliche, but you know, tell tell us about the track. Why did you make the bit of the, the change from to something a little bit more, I guess, self assertive and confident? Um, it was it was we went out on a writing. We put this like writing camp together and there was a group of us that went out and we were writing kind of like pop tracks and and slower tracks and stuff and um i was just sitting 
with, you kind of came up yeah, with the name like, start of it eh? i was just sitting with um this, uh, one of our friends josh and he's a producer yeah, and i was saying him, i was like man I, I just feel like we should make something that's up you know that's not um not like what we would normally do and um we were going through a bunch of reference tracks and it was that um we referenced that oh, what's that song i can't remember but it's like the guitar's like yeah yeah i know yeah, the song. oh rogue trader that's that's that that, that, yeah. that, um, i wasn't in the room at this point i was downstairs and, in another yeah. studio like making something else yeah. and i came upstairs and i was like man this is like huge like this is like a big sounding song and i didn't really know how to approach like the the melodies and like the lyrics for it mm. yet but i think we revisited it later that night and kind of ended up yeah because we had the hook we had the hook from the get-go it was the, the la, da, 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 because that just follows the bass line and we kind of put that in and then yeah the boys came up and we're like oh like trying to figure out how it went and then yeah something just clicked and it all kind of came together and it ended up being one of our favorite songs from the whole trip yeah 100%. i think we tested it live and then yeah yeah that's when we we're like oh we have to put this out mm. even though it's different i think people were like you know well yeah it's definitely it was like the most i'd say like fan favorite one when we played it live just because of how like I guess easy it is to sing back mm, with that. Yeah, we were doing like a bunch of secret thing. shows like at the time and like they're quite grungy and the song kind of like fits that whole small town kind of men mentality mm -hmm. and we were just like, yeah, right. the song's massive but we're playing at these secret shows that no one knows about. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like... That's the best show though. It was like, mm. yeah, it was just a dope, dope thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> the... um. I mean, you said you were playing secret shows, sampling the new stuff. Does that mean that we can expect a, a few more on the horizon that came out of the, you know, the the rock camp? The rock. Zac Efron rock camp. <laughs> I think that was kind of the only one that was like that, which yeah. is real yeah, strange. Yeah. Like, yeah. we we definitely want to explore that sound again because it's it's funny. Like now, when we're playing these shows and stuff, it reminds us of kind of those days when we Younger were doing days. the more like bands, like rock stuff. Mm -hmm. Um which was always fun. It's yeah. just, um, I don't know. That's kind of the only one that yeah. was really stuck. But there's a few other ones out in the in the repertoire, in the, <laughs> in the vault. I should probably say that have that same kind of sound for mm. sure. Oh, that's getting me excited. Mm. <laughs> well, you said that you know you tested the song live um, with your secret shows, but in a live set, how does it feel to go? back to back with you know a more soulful and subdued sound like you find in falling in love and yeah. and love me do you ever feel like you're getting tonal whiplash no uh, like no. We, we just built the set we're actually in rehearsal right now yeah like we're about to go jump in that room yeah um, the one next door <laughs> but like the set up. the set kind of flows like it's all got like it all is all intertwined with like yeah. interludes and like it all kind of flows we structure it so yeah like, like it's so, more like a bell curve yeah. like it starts out with the biggest songs like under pressure and then it goes down yeah. and it goes into like the slow ones and then finish big. Finish big yeah. I feel like people kind of need that mm. instead of like a, a constant sound throughout, you know, mm. people are, like, they get intrigued and whatnot. It's mm. we, like, I reckon, um, 
like the flow of a set is is such an overlooked uh you know marker between like a band that's starting out and just has like you know 10 songs that they need they're like these are the 10 songs we have yeah. i'm just gonna fucking blast through yeah. and then once you get into designing it like a set list that yeah. takes the audience you know probably it sounds a bit wanky but on a journey i think yeah. that's like the marker when it goes somewhere yeah no I, we definitely think about that like as wanky as it definitely does sound i know for sure and like even for our own kind of for us to have fun like playing it over and over and over again we kind of as listeners of music and our attention spans being so everywhere now is like you can go anywhere like it's nice to have songs that are different after each other it's the other thing that I sort of sort of got on that line do you think that like it's probably maybe a bit of like a philosophical question, I guess. But, you know, a lot of artists are abandoning long before releases. Like the album is a lot less um, common, I guess, these days for a lot of artists. Do you think that the set list is, the, is like the last bastion of like showcasing like a collective work or something like that? Like designing that full experience? Because yeah. it's the last time that you can get like an audience to just fucking calm down and not be switching off and doing other shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. Um, like for that, yeah, like audience wise yeah and to get them all in one place all in one place and to just listen and to listen to that experience because that's what you do with an album with an album yeah, no exactly. one's really doing that because of playlist but yeah maybe maybe that's a theory it's a good theory yeah set list is the new album <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe we should just release yeah. a set list yeah yeah change the name of the album <laughs> set list that's pretty uh <laughs> that's pretty bold move from us <laughs> I don't know if we have the audacity like, to pull that off. <laughs> you got the chops. I've, there's a slipknot attitude in there. Yeah. I like it. You got yeah. the chops. We wore masks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sort of that, that emo pop sound is, is something that is quite interesting, especially over here in Australia. Because we, a friend of the show, Airports, produces very similar sound. Oh, cool. And he has this theory that. Australia tends not to vibe as much with the the real, I guess the 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 bubblegum pop sound and the the emo alt pop sound isn't something that's quite catching on in a in a scene that's quite uh, indie driven. But yeah, um, it's the same here. How does it? Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, how does it? How does New Zealand feel? Uh, are they primed for the sound, or you find a, a lot of sess is coming from across the ditch? Yeah, I I think definitely it's it's quite the same as you just mentioned. Um, there's not like a massive scene for it, but yeah, I I I'd definitely say more of our listeners would be from overseas. Eh? Yeah, New Zealand's um, a tough one though because it's very um, like there's a lot of like, like bigger bands and uh, that are like very successful here and, and people in New Zealand don't necessarily like to sh- you know move away from that certain sound they they get quite comfortable listening to that music and and um, it's it, it's quite hard to really it's quite, break it's through kind of frustrating yeah, but yeah. I mean at the end of the day you know like we kind of have to be ourselves mm. and do what like we like to do and People start to fuck with it, then that's mean. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, all respect to like 
everyone in here that's like doing yeah. crazy well because it is hard it to is do. really hard to do really well in new zealand yeah yeah 100 mm. it, it does feel that new zealand has a a real um it feels like an incubator for really good pop sounds like yeah. You know, so many of the big artists, Lord, Naked Famous, Benny, yeah, all the big artists coming out of New Zealand really have that pop sensibility. Like, is there, is that because you know that's the stuff that breaks through? Is it because it's the stuff that's easiest to to sort of get on the on the radio? Like, how do you think? Like, why is there such a good incubator for pop sounds in New Zealand? I think it's I think it's I like radio radio love it. Like yeah. they love that pop stuff, so that is a big plus for that. Hmm. Um, but Man, I just because people here just they love you know uh, up music and like I say I I call it kind of barbecue music. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, <laughs> like I don't not not it's no not a bad thing. It's not a disrespect. <laughs> like it's it's I love it. It's, yeah, exactly. Like it's there's no genre or anything. But when you say barbecue music, it's all music that you can hear while you're cooking up some sausages <laughs> and you know cooking the steaks and having a beer. But as Kiwis, we love that, you know? Yeah. So why shy away from it? Yeah. So it's kind of, it's, that's why, yeah, makes it kind of tough, but. I mean, the, is, art, the yeah. artists like Benny and yeah. Lord and stuff, I don't know why, why. I guess they're just successful because well, Benny's just like such an awesome person, yeah. you know? She's like, <laughs> on the way she carries herself and, mm. and producer Josh Fountain is like, one of the he's like in the band called Leisure. Have you heard Leisure before? I can't say I have heard Leisure. Oh. Uh, they're like the <laughs> basically like they're that, probably my, like the my favorite one mm. of my favorite like bands from New Zealand at the moment. And they're like all a lot quite a bit older than us and um kind of almost like mentors, I guess. <laughs> Okay, I feel this is like a Powderfinger secret New Zealand thing that we're not allowed yeah. to know about, and you've just like let it out, and now you're going to have to like. Yeah, they are a super group. For us, they're a super. Yeah, group. it's like we everyone have... that has really done well and and has been successful in New Zealand music industry is in leisure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like all producers, producing all producers, every, like... have lots of other people's music. That's being successful. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, like two of them, yeah. two of them wrote a so lot of Benny songs. Yeah. Like, and look how big she is. Yeah, yeah. yeah smashing and, it. Do you, yeah. do you think it might also be the, like the Zane Lowe effect? Like he's repping New Zealand hard. Yeah, he he definitely is, mm. and I give him some credit too. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's, he's blowing that, up. That is the thing with New Zealand is people that make it big overseas, uh, you know, and break out of New Zealand always rip new zealand hard and, and it's i love it, it. <laughs> over here everyone like gets like everyone leaves australia and they're like go to london or los angeles they're like yeah no i'm not from australia don't worry <laughs> not, not a thing <laughs> yeah that's funny that <laughs> well new zealand's been positively kicking covid's ass as well from yeah. and from what we hear it's it's life is normal um, and has been for a while over there. What's that meant for the live scene um, in Auckland and, and throughout the country? Does it meant that shows are, are back to relative normal? Yeah, yeah. shows are pretty much... Mm. We, did our, we did our first, uh, like, third secret show after the second lockdown we had. No, the first yeah. lockdown. Yeah, yeah, it was after the first one. First one. 
and got a bunch of people in a car park. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. And it was like, shit, yeah. Like, it was like, whoa, well, I can't believe we're back to playing shows again. Like, yeah. so quickly. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, just... like, all the festivals are going ahead, and like, obviously, yeah. there's measures in place, and like, um, all the tracking and everything. Yeah. And it's like, it's so good that we're able to do it because like, other countries are like, they're stuck. Yeah. We're like, hmm. Yeah, we're all we're all shapes here, so we all listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you're gonna do it, I'm gonna be yeah. here too. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. I was gonna I was gonna say, do you have you had to play a to a sit down crowd yet? Because a lot of Aussie artists we've spoken to have, have spoken about how weird it is to play to people who are, are just sitting down eating a bit of. Uh, Salmon and salad on, yeah. you know, having a beer. But have you guys had to have to do the sit down crowd? Nah, I don't, I don't know if we would. But uh, <laughs> uh, for the acoustic set, yeah, yeah, yeah we played a little yeah. show in Wellington um, yeah. about a month ago, and that was kind of like kind of sit down vibes, but not for the reason of like yeah. making that a rule. Yeah. Um, mm. But nah. Did it have a real dinner and a show vibe? Like, was it, you know, little candle lit tables? <laughs> no, it was like, like quietly. It was like in a like clothing store. So it was like, it was like, a, um, it was a, oh, sick. Yeah, like yeah. an acoustic kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, it was, it was quiet. Yeah, but, um, that's awesome. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, I'm missing gigs so bad. Hey? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. What, what, where are you guys at at the moment? So we're both in Brisbane and they, I think it was, they announced yesterday that next week dancing comes back, so that'll be pretty much back mm. to gigs, I think. Yeah, yeah. ish. But it's still there's still yeah. like the one person per two square meters in a venue, so it's like not going to be anywhere near oh, as yeah. full and like you know the the mosh pit ain't coming back anytime soon. That's for sure. Man, that's yeah. it's so weird. Like you when when it's back to normal here, you kind of just forget that the world that little, uh, everyone else in the world is kind of still so affected by it mm. yeah totally and like we have it pretty good compared to like you know no one in los angeles is going to gig anytime soon so we have it pretty good compared to that to them but then we look at you guys like fuck we want that shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> the we, we touched on it a bit before but i've i personally i think sam too has a bit of a fascination with the new zealand sort of like um scene for how you like as a small band how you come up it's like through the through the scene and you guys talked about rock west and sort of coming up that way yeah. but over here we have things like Triple J, which are kind of like national tastemakers and kind of set the conversation. What's what's like the framework for artists over there that are looking to sort of crack it and, and make the big time? Yeah, we don't really have that independent like kind of radio alternative um, outlet. Um, yeah. So it's either so much, pop yeah. radio, rock radio, the hats. Like it's it's kind of like yeah, like mm-hmm. we don't really have that yet. I think they're thinking about like setting mm-hmm. something up, which would be set. Um, yeah, the tri- Triple J is definitely kind of would love to like get on to that yeah. kind of thing over the over where you guys are because um, yeah, we, yeah, we just don't really have that alternative radio station here, yeah, which is it's kind of annoying, but. <laughs> So is it a lot of like doing the the old school slog posters on the light poles, you know, yeah. getting people down to the show? Yeah, yeah. Like the... No, yeah. Especially for us and being a band and like wanting to play live, it's just like, all right, slog it out. Do <laughs> <Slog it out. laughs> <laughs> the shows. Like, yeah. 
hope to hand out flyers on the street corner. Yeah, we did like street poster campaign and like all that kind of stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I reckon there is a certain charm to that though, because I think like you know Triple J is great and love him, but I also think that that it kind of creates like a bit of a um like a, a bubble kind of thing. Like obviously we have so many great bands that aren't being played on Triple J, and I think that they do like really good kind of guerrilla marketing campaigns for their sounds like it, it forces them to be creative about how they they get a, like you know promote themselves and i think it ends up creating some really cool yeah like like street postering and, and stuff like that that sort of adds to a bit of culture around the place yeah so i think stick to it keep be, be creative be at it boys yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah well LA Women, thank you so much for, for jumping on board and, and having a chat with us. We really appreciate it. And for all those listening, uh, make sure you jump on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere else you, you stream your music and listen to Daydreams. It's an absolute tune. Um, and for, for those who want to get in touch and, and, and reach out and learn more about you guys, where's the best place to do that? Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. yeah, LA Women. So LA <laughs> W-O-M-E-N. Yeah. Easy. And Maxi, I'll let you plug us because I hate it. Yeah, you hate doing the plugs. Sambo, we're <laughs> basically the same on Instagram as well. I, I wish I had the musical tonality to do the, the beautiful piece that we just got from the boys there. But uh, <laughs> at 78 Amps on everything, basically. But hit Instagram for all of our, our what's called good content. I don't know. Let's see how it goes. It's just content. <laughs> <laughs> Connie. Thanks for having us, guys. It was fun. Yeah.